his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome everyone to Center Stage. All things arts and entertainment. You just ought to know about it. There is so much going on in the arts that excite me. I mean, really excite me. And I keep saying to myself, how lucky... How blessed are we in the state of Minnesota uh, with all of the theaters and how much they're doing? They're coming back. People are going into the theaters and making it happen. It really is quite remarkable. So um, just want to let you know, get out. And when you feel comfortable, I know that we have um, really dealt with COVID in a different way recently without, you know, uh, having to show your cards and that sort of thing. And people are still a little nervous, but you can always look online at any of the theaters and find out what it is that they do um, when it comes to um, the COVID protocols changing, that sort of thing. So just know um, that it's okay to do that. It is definitely okay to do that. All right. So our first guest that is with us tonight in the nine o'clock hour is um, Katie Bradley and Louisa Dar. Who are they? Well, Theater Moo has a show called Man of God, which opens on Wednesday. Director Katie B. Radley, um, no, she's no stranger to the Twin Cities theater scene. Um, also joining us tonight to talk about it is Louisa Dar, a high school senior who is making her mood debut. Welcome, ladies. How are you? Hello. Hi, doing really you? well. Thank you. Oh, doing great. Okay, Katie, let me hear your voice. Hi. Hi. It's really hi. good. To, thanks for having me on the show. All right. Now I know who Louisa is. Louisa, Okay. Katie, the bottom line is that this is a piece that can make some um, some theater goers a little nervous because what it's about. Tell us how you see this piece. Is it a comedy? Is it serious business? Is what? Where do you see it? Where does it lay? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that it it lays in both realms of comedy and uh, tragedy. Um, I think that. Uh, you know, something that I was really surprised about when I first read the script was how funny it was. I read the synopsis and was thinking that it was going, you know, it's dealing with a lot of very heavy material, uh, which it really uh, uh, sheds light on. But within that, there's also a lot of funny dialogue that the girls have because they're dealing with such adult uh, things, but they're also teenagers and just trying to get through high school. So there's, there are elements of just pure humor within their dialogue and how funny and fast paced it is. And there's, they're talking about Instagram. They're talking about David Letterman. There are a lot of other things that they're talking about in addition to uh, processing what they're dealing with in the moment. 
Louisa, you are a senior in high school right now. And this particular yep. piece, I must say, as I kept reading about it, it made me a little uncomfortable. It's called A Funny Feminist Thriller. And I'm going to read a little bit uh, from, from the synopsis. Uh, during a mission trip to Bangkok, the four members of Korean Christian Girls Youth Group discover that their revered pastor has a hidden has hidden a camera in their hotel bathroom. I mean, you start with just that, and you go, oh, my gosh, it's supposed to be funny, too? How does it get there? Um, what did you think of it when you read this play? Yeah, um, it is really funny. It is so funny. I, I, was literally, I was literally just talking with my castmates today. I don't know how I'm not going to break character sometimes because it's so funny. But when I first read it, of course, um, I went into it knowing that it did handle some pretty pretty heavy stuff for, I don't know, like I, I've never been in a play with uh, such heavy content. And going into it, of course, you're a little intimidated. But once you read the script, you realize also how real and relatable it is, un- as unfortunate as it is. But uh, it really just tells the truth and covers a lot of topics that I think teenagers, any woman growing up, like experiences. How do your classmates feel about you doing this particular piece? Um, I have been blessed uh, with uh, some really open-minded classmates and friends at my high school. Um, they've all been really supportive of of my own like theater endeavors. But not only are they open-minded with me, but like the, the shows that I'm putting out, I, I'd like to be more truthful and and honest with my performances, and that means getting to play roles such as these. Right, exactly. So, Katie, um, knowing what she just said, um, what age group would you say should come to see this particular piece? Well, I, that's a another great question. I think um, I think there might Theater Moo might have uh, done a uh, sixteen and up uh, advisory uh, because we do deal with uh, you know certainly what we said heavy content. There's also uh, um, a pretty explicit language. Uh, and so I would say folks who are 16 years and older, uh, we would love to have you in our space. Um, and I think, you know, depending on your age and your level of experience in processing things, uh, the show will hit you in different ways. And so I, you know, having somebody in the room who is of the same age as the girls who are being portrayed uh, is is great. And they will take away what they need to from the show and process when they need to process. So is Moo Theater also opening this up for educational uh, reasons, like having schools come and see it, that sort of thing? Yes, I'm not as well-versed on what they are doing as far as the matinees. I think there is a matinee in a community, uh, like, set aside for community members within, like, the Theater Moo Partners, uh, mm-hmm. as well as... Um, uh, there are some college groups who I think will also be coming, uh, but I'm not too familiar with with who they've been uh, targeting for, like, the younger audiences. So the previews start on February 16th through the 17th, and, of course, um, 
Um, there are some talkbacks. I can just imagine what those conversations are going to be like. And um, th- there are two of them. February 24th is the first talkback, and March 3rd is the second. I encourage parents that bring their uh, teenagers to come see this, 16 and up, uh, to really go to those talkbacks. I think they're going to learn a whole lot about this piece, why this piece came to be, uh, and why it's being put on right now. Because I do get why it's being put on, but there's part of me inside, you know, as a mother inside of me that makes it, uh, makes me uncomfortable, but that's what theater does. Sometimes it inspires us. Sometimes it, it makes us laugh. And other times it, it, it exposes something that we need to know about and need to hear about, um, and, and get it under our, our, you know, our arms to be able to hold on to our, our teenagers and really help them understand that this stuff really happens. So as you keep moving forward and, and you guys are rehearsing and having a ball doing this, Louisa, I, I would love to have you back on when this whole, um, when this run is over with, I'd love to have both of, of you course. back on just to talk about what it meant. You know, the talk back was like, what other young people are asking you now. Yes. So yeah. this is a big deal for you to be at Moo. I congratulate you on your debut. Thank My you. Goodness. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Katie, is there anything you want the audience to hear right now that you want to say to them to know more about this particular piece called man of God? Yeah, I think I just, you know, speaking to what you were just saying, um, I think the big message that I've pulled from this play is that um, you don't, and this is something that Anna Munch, the playwright, actually is quoted as saying, you do not have to be a girl with a gun in order to successfully survive something like this. Surviving and getting on the other side is enough. And I think that's a really important thing amidst the um, social media flurry of things and the Hollywood-esque style of creating these revenge fantasies. But really, even just getting through something is, is fine and is successful. And who is playing the man? Oh, it's uh, Rich Remedios, so longtime actor, uh, um, I've worked with him as an actor in a couple of productions, and um, he's the kindest man. <laughs> so very opposite of the, the character he's playing. Wow, incredible. I'm, I'm blown away by actors that can play any of these roles, no matter how harsh or how beautiful. Uh, it's quite remarkable. I would have loved to have interviewed him as well. Uh, Katie Bradley and Louisa Dara, thank you so much for joining us. If people want to know where to get tickets, where do they go? Uh, they go to theatermoo.org, um, or they can call their box office at 651-789-1012. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies. And uh, wow, <laughs> Louisa, you go with your bad self, girl. I don't know. I don't oh, know if I can have you. my daughter do it. All right, you guys, oh. take care and blessings <laughs> to you, you on this us. message. All right, take care. Thank Again, you so much. You're welcome. If you want tickets, just go to Theater Mew. That's spelled T-H-E-A-T-E-R-M-U dot org. And the show is called Man of God. Now, here's what I want you to know as well. The general information, of course, I gave you the dates that is happening uh, February 16th and 17th. Um, They're doing their previews, and then it starts on February 18th through March 6th. Um, the, the talkbacks I talked about, February 24th and March 3rd, it's going to be really important if you're taking your teenagers to come and see this particular piece. It's called a funny feminist thriller, but it's so much more than that. 
Okay, man of God is about, well, this is the synopsis. I want to make sure I read this. During a mission trip to Bangkok, the four members of a Korean Christian girls youth group discover that their revered pastor has hidden a camera in their hotel bathroom. Icky. Um, Their communal rage and disillusionment fuel violent revenge fantasies amid the neon bubblegum sex tourism epic center uh, of Bangkok. And Anna Munch, I think it's pronounced, delves into that moment when girls recognize the male gaze and decide they're definitely going to do something about it. So the content notes, as you heard uh, Katie mention, this show contains dramatized fighting and references to sexual abuse, eating disorders, drug use, and pedophilia. As we pause to really take that in. Wow. So if you want more information, go to theatermew.org. It's been a pleasure um, talking with Katie and Louisa, even though shocking for me as a mother to deal with that. But wow, really quite incredible. Coming up next, we're going to have... Renee Guitar, I think it's pronounced, uh, Footloose is open at Chanhassen, and people have been waiting for Footloose um, to, to, to go and see it. So it's now open at the Chanhassen, and we're going to talk to the choreographer um, about, you know, what that's like and Footloose, how challenging the dances are. You remember that movie, and if you haven't seen it, you should watch it before you go see the show. Also, we're going to talk to Mark Nurenhausen at 9.33, and uh, he's the president and CEO of Hennepin Theater Trust. They own several theaters downtown. Um, Mark Nurenhausen is going to join us, and we're going to talk about their uh, final finalization of the schedule, all of the shows, the upcoming shows for the season. And boy, do they have some great ones. I can't wait to talk to him about that. And then the last center stage um, um, guest will be Joel Koala and Marley Ritchie, which is one of our own, Susan Blanche's daughter. And uh, she's really quite gifted. And she's uh, in the play Falsetto. We got a lot to talk about in center stage. So stay tuned. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. <laughs> 
And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You know this song. I absolutely love this song. I remember this movie. I remember the dances. I couldn't do them, but I sure liked it. Come on now. Yes. I'm excited to talk about Footloose because it is now open at the Chan Hassan Dinner Theater. And the show is just letting out right now. And choreographer Renee Guitar is going to join us. And Renee is thrilled to be a guest choreographer for Footloose after appearing on stage at the Chan Hassan Dinner Theater in Disney's Beauty and the Beast, uh, Camelot. Greece, Disney's Newsies, uh, Disney's Newsies, that's hard to say, Holiday Inn, and Mamma Mia. I got a chance to see Mamma Mia. Um, her choreography has appeared in over 40 productions on the college, uh, high school, and professional stage since 2012. Renee is lucky enough to spend her life with her dance partner and husband, Rush Benson, and her dog, Tofu. Do you like Tofu, darling? Oh, we love Tofu. <laughs> Amazing. Welcome to WCCO. So glad to have you here on Center Stage. And um, Footloose is a very popular movie, a very popular play. Tell me about doing this. Is this your first time uh, choreographing um, Footloose? I actually did choreograph Footloose. Um, I did choreograph Footloose at a high school production um, at North St. Paul High School, probably like five years ago or so. Um, but this was my first time choreographing it with this much production value as far as, you know, props and set pieces. Of course, yes, so much talent. And Chanhassen Dinner Theaters, you know, it's a huge professional stage. So I'm just so honored to be working on Footloose this time around. You know, the cast is pretty large for this. And to know that you had a chance to, you know, do it your way, to, to use your vision for this particular piece. Did you change anything that most of us are used to looking at when it comes to dancing in Footloose? Hmm. I would say I tried to really use the 80s nostalgia um, and, like, throw in all the 80s moves that people might recognize and love. But I also did. I'm just more interested in more contemporary movement too. And so naturally I kind of put that in there as well. So I snuck some 2020 moves in there, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I would say I really wanted to also make sure people were seeing the eighties dances that they loved. So Footloose is now open. How long has it been open? It's been officially open since Friday. Since and Friday. The started the week before that. Oh, okay. So are you there every night to watch the show, or do you finally let it go and say, okay, I've done my part? Yeah, technically I'm done as far as um, choreography. Everything's taught and cleaned up, and yeah, I'm done. But I actually was at the show this evening just for fun to see it and also to see my husband perform in it. And um, But yeah, I technically don't have to come back. It's very odd, actually. <laughs> <laughs> But I can imagine you're telling everybody about it. Uh, I've been hearing yes. people that have been there to see the show, and they were very pleased. And I'm just curious to know, when you change something, like you said, you put in some 1921 moves, what does that mean? Hmm. I would say it has to do with probably what I've been trained in, which is jazz and modern movement. And so like something like, Seeing a musical like Hamilton, which I don't know if you got the chance to see that, but it has oh so yes, many, of like, course I did. Had the album too. Yeah, 
so many contemporary unique movements and gestures that um, I was inspired a lot by that show. And I think all of musical theater obviously was. So putting in some contemporary moves might be something that um, is a little more grounded or a little more like, I don't know, something you might see on TV today versus in 1984. I love you thought about it in that way because, you know, like you said, uh, this was a piece that's been out there since when? When did it first, was it first uh, released? I, I can't remember when the movie first came out, but the year 1984 has really come into me. So I think it was right around there. Okay, so 1984 to 2022, um, you know, things have really changed. So has the music changed? Are they still doing the music in the piece the same way it was in 1984? I think the music is pretty similar. Now, it was changed from a movie to a Broadway musical more recently. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe like 2010 or something like that. Um, so the music maybe was updated slightly in that sense, but it is very 80s. It is like exactly what you would recognize from the movie. And I think that's why people love it, too, is because it gives them that fun nostalgia. Yeah, that's exactly what people are looking for. They are looking for exactly. uh, all of the things they loved in the movie. They want to see them right there on the stage. So I can imagine how much of a challenge that was to you. When you compare it to all of the shows that you've done, my goodness, you've done a, a lot of them. I, I remember seeing uh, Disney's Beauty and the Beast at Chanhassen, and it was fabulous. I loved the set design. I loved all of it. Um, so as a choreographer, your job is so important for a musical, so important. Um, have you ever had an experience where you didn't um you didn't feel comfortable with what you presented or maybe it was difficult for the actors yeah I think what happens with me I'm I'm maybe unique and I over prepare a little bit I choreograph ahead of time I try to get everything all figured out um everything planned and then sometimes I'll show up and you know 80 percent of it will go exactly how I thought it would in my head but there's maybe 10% that looks not great, and then there might be, like, even 10% that looks horrible. And you have to be able to analyze that right away and say, oh, wow, that's not what I thought it was going to look like in my head, you know, and change it right away. Or say, I'm going to come back to that. And a lot of it requires talking to Michael Brindisi, our director, double-checking I am um, satisfying kind of what he wants to, his vision, his storytelling, and also going into my dance background and making sure the dances look either exciting or technical or pedestrian, whatever that phrase or that music needs to call for. So it takes a lot of revision as well. Well, congratulations to you um, actually having your husband on the stage at the same time so you can't have a fight, or if you do, you can't (laughs) let anybody know you had a fight. So that's impressive all by itself. If people want tickets, where do they go? They can go to com and kind of check out the tickets and the ticket prices and all that. That's awesome. It's been a pleasure having you on, Renee Guitar. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Take care. Bye. Okay, so that website is ChanhassenDT for dinnertheater.com uh, slash Footloose, and you can get all the information you need. All right, coming up, we're going to talk to the president and CEO of Hennepin Theater Trust, Mark Neuenhausen. Stay tuned. I so want to be Alphaba. 
Anyway, I can't pronounce it, but I want you to know I want to be her. Honestly, we're talking about the show Wicked that is coming to town. And the president and CEO of Hennepin Theater Trust, Mark Neuenhausen, is joining us right now. You see, they they released their schedule for the upcoming season, which includes favorites like Wicked and Les Mis, but also shows about Tina Turner and Alanis Morissette. Oh, I got to hear more. How are you, Mark? So good to have you. I'm doing great, and it was so wonderful to hear that lead-in. That was, that was <laughs> That's <even> awesome. <laughs> I love that particular play, man, and the musical. It's just amazing. And you guys have had a really tough time um, between last year's season and this coming season, and, and I'm just shocked at how well you've handled everything, moving this out, moving this in. It's been a challenge, but you were up to it. Well, I, I sure appreciate that recognition, and you know, it's not just us, but it's the entire theater community, the larger arts and, and cultural uh, community, and uh, it's not just us, but it really is amazing how everyone has handled it. I know on our end, it's been extraordinary in working nationally with all these Broadway companies, and I mean, there are some shows that we've rescheduled probably four times, and that means they have to reschedule massive tours. I mean, our last one of our most recent productions that we just had here come from away um, when one of the cast members, a couple tested positive for COVID. They were flying people in from all over the country to keep that show on the road. So uh, the entertainment industry has done an extraordinary job, but it is great to be back. I know the city needs it. Our community needs it. Um, we just need what the arts have to offer right now, and we're happy to uh, have a phenomenal season coming up. Let's talk about the phenomenal season that's coming up. Um, would you say it's rich in musicals more so, although you, you do have some of the standards that people love as well? Well, we've got, I mean, there's been this, it's not only been pent-up demand with people wanting to see shows. There are all these shows that have been waiting to go out. So if you look at this season, like you said in your intro, we've got, shows that have become classics like Wicked and Les Mis and Cats. And we've also got shows that are new like uh, Beetlejuice. And uh, we've got uh, 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 To Kill a Mockingbird, uh, an amazing play, award-winning, and so, so needed in these times. And then, of course, we've got shows like Beetlejuice and Tootsie and Jagged Little Pill, I mean, the list goes on and on. And you mentioned Tina at the top, high energy, um, something that's the soundtrack of a generation. So uh, it, this really is a season for everyone. So once you guys settled on the pieces that were coming and you knew it was happening, uh, do, you, do you have any concerns about, you know, COVID right now? Would you say that we have to, the protocols are there, that you, all, you guys are always clear, you have to wear a mask. Uh, but at the same time, you know, people want to come in and scream and holler and do so much more. Tell us what people should expect when it comes to the COVID protocols, even though a lot of it has changed just in the last couple of weeks. Well, right, right now the COVID protocols for the theaters um, remain in effect. And I have to say the audiences here have been amazing. People understand, they understand that these is really just a pretty minor inconvenience. Uh, people have to show proof of vaccination. We've got a system down that it's smooth and effortless. And then simply wear a mask when you're in the theater. But you can laugh, you can cry, you can shout, you can sing, you can applaud. 
Um, so uh, the protocols really don't have much of an imposition at all. And we see that in the size of our audiences. We've had great houses. People are dying to get back to the theater. They love it. And um, so, yeah, we're going to make sure that we have the safety procedures in place so that we can have great shows in a safe environment. All right, coming up is Pretty Woman, I believe, and I'm excited to see it. Uh, tell us what people should expect for Pretty Woman, because this well, is really Pretty a new Woman, piece, it, right? It, it's like, you know, everyone knows the uh, the movie and the show. I, I was just talking to my friend uh, who runs the Performing Arts Center in Fort Lauderdale. They just uh, closed the show there. He said audiences loved it. Um, you know, if you love the classic show and the, the movie, um, Julia Roberts. I mean, we have all those memories. Um, the the Broadway production is just as wonderful. Yeah, tell me what the age group would be. Do you have a? Are you you know saying that maybe we should only start at sixteen and up or nineteen and up? What are you thinking? You know, we don't make specific recommendations like that. But if anyone has any thoughts about any of our shows, all they have to do is go to our website, hennepintheatertrust.org. Um, they can. And, or call the box office and they can get advice. Um, you know, everyone has different ideas and different concerns. And so whether it's a, a Pretty Woman or, or some other show, um, we want to make sure that audiences um, have the show that meets their needs and they feel comfortable. Exactly. People have to feel comfortable. I will say, um, Pretty Woman, I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm absolutely coming and excited to do so. I love the movie. Uh, Alanis Morissette, you know, her her lyrics to her songs are something else. Uh, you know, uh, there are some expletives in there. And so um, I'm interested in seeing that show. Her story is remarkable. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, her story is remarkable. I mean, we... You know, when we talk about Jagged Little Pill, it's this combination of joy and rage and love and heartache and, you know, wisdom. And it's uh, it's all of this um, backed by Alanis Morissette's uh, music. I mean, we, we all know what that, uh, the release of that CD did when it came out. It, it really changed music for that era. And mm-hmm. so um, that certainly is going to be a show that I think is highly anticipated um, simply because of the name of the artist and, and the music in the same way that a show like Tina is highly anticipated. Um, you know, strength, resilience, um, the high-energy music, a comeback career. Um, so many of these stories, there's a really personal element to it and then beautiful with Carol King. That's a... A That's return right. engagement, it's a special on the season that people really love because it's the same combination. It's familiar music, but a really powerful story that resonates with a lot of people. Her story is remarkable. I had a chance to actually sing a duet with her uh, a few years oh ago, gosh, and I have to tell you, it was one of the highlights. Experience. Oh, you have no idea. I called her Auntie Carol. I mean, really, she was just oh amazing. <laughs> And she said, do you want to sing, um, you know, the version of um, um, uh, you, you Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman? Yeah, Natural Woman. Yeah. And, she, and all of a sudden I'm up there singing what Aretha made famous, not just Aretha, but also Carol King made famous. She wrote it, and I'm sitting there singing. It was like, oh, man, I was nervous. I was really nervous. But I must say I can't wait to see that piece because I haven't seen it before, and I've heard rave reviews about it. Oh, it's a it's a wonderful production. I saw it last time it was here, and 
And I mean, she just has such an amazing personal story. And and like you said, songs like Natural Woman and, you know, the hit list goes on. And so to see how those songs come about, to see them in context and just to hear the music. I mean, what how can you not love it? And and then a show like Tina, I mean, everyone, all you have to do is mention Proud Mary and, you know, you're almost worn out just imagining her singing it with that energy level. And so hearing that against also a, a, a really significant personal story that we don't always think about. Right. Um, it's, a, it's a phenomenal show. And finally, of course, Les Miserables. Is, when is that playing uh, this year? Um, you know, I don't have the exact date right in front of me, and I don't want to say it wrong. So, again, I'll just remind everyone, um, go to the website, hennepintheatertrust.org. It has all the details for every performance. But that was, you know, one of the first really big blockbuster musicals. It was a it, it was a sensation when it came out, and it remains a sensation. You've got the classic story and the music that just uh, brings tears to our eyes when we hear that again. Isn't that the truth? And my last question, sir, it must be um, sometimes difficult when you see a new musical or even an older musical that you'd like to put in your theater. However, maybe it has um, some some subjects in it that you are uncomfortable with. Have, has that ever happened to Hennepin Theater Trust? You know, I think it's the kind of thing we realize that art, you know, everybody has to find, as we said earlier, the shows that they are comfortable with. We want to make sure that we have something for everybody. And sometimes some people don't enjoy some shows. It's not just that they're uncomfortable with it, but, you know, some people might not care for cats. Some people might not care for, uh, um, you know, a, a different kind of show. But we want to make sure that people know what we have here. We want to make sure that they're fully informed. And we want to make sure that there is something for everyone. And, and you know, one of the things now, theater more than ever matters. It matters because we we are social creatures and we need to come together again. And it matters because even though this is entertainment, there's these shows also speak to people in a variety of ways. And anytime something speaks deeply to someone, it might make other people feel uncomfortable. They might not care about the same issue. So we try to make sure people are informed. We try to make sure people know what is here. Um, but, you know, we haven't had that experience with Broadway shows. We found that the audiences welcome the variety that we bring. Well, I sure am enjoying it. And so just know, Mark Neuernhausen, that we really appreciate how um, you guys really take the time to figure out what goes best in this space for our audience. So thank you so much for that. And it's been a joy. It's always a joy to have you on here on Center Stage. Oh, thank you so much. And I'm so impressed to hear your story about singing with Carol King. I'm still <laughs> amazed by that. So. <laughs> it was awesome. And then she went on Martha... Martha, what was her name, the one that cooked all the time? Martha. Oh, Martha Stewart, yeah. Martha, so she went on that show and said, hey, have you ever heard of Gerald and Steele? Oh, my God, I just about cried oh. and fell on the floor. So you just never know when you can be so fortunate to be in the, in the presence of great people, and you are one of them. The president and CEO of Hennepin Theater Trust, Mark Neuernhausen. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. It's been a pleasure. Bye-bye. 
All right. Um, with our last interview for this hour, we are going to talk with Joe Koala and Marley Ritchie, one of our own uh, here at WCCO, Susan Blanche's daughter, and she's just a beautiful soul. I met her years ago. I can't wait to hear about her experience in the, the play Falsetto. We'll be back. Well, our final guest tonight I am excited about. It's called Morris Park Players is the name of the group that's doing this. And it's a play called Falsetto. It's a hilarious musical revolving around the life of a charming, intelligent, neurotic gay man named Marvin. His wife, lover, about to be bar mitzvahed son. They're a psychiatrist and the lesbians next door. That's it. It's a hilarious and achingly poignant look at the infinite possibilities that make up a modern family and a beautiful reminder that love can tell a million stories. Director Joe Koala and cast member Marley Ritchie, whom I know, uh, joins us with more on this show. Welcome to both of you. How are you? Great. Hi. <laughs> hey, Joe. It's good to have Hi. you back on. Okay, so this Thank sounds you. like it's a blast. Falsetto, I've never heard of this. Is this a new piece? No, it's actually, I think... For almost 40 years old now. Um, oh, wow. it, it was written in the 80s, and um, it was written as two separate pieces. And then, uh, you know, uh, uh, it, uh, uh, the first act was written, uh, uh, um, it happens in 1979, and then they wrote the second act as another small, short musical, and then decided to finally put them together, I think, in the 90s. So it's been around a while. It just uh, doesn't get done very often. But they recently revived it on Broadway with... Um, uh, Andrew Reynolds and uh, Christian Borel, and it was a big success. And um, so I guess Morris Park decided to kind of um, follow the flow there. You know, I'm excited about this, though, because we really do need to continue to talk about what a modern family is today. Mm -hmm. People forget yep. we are so separated that you don't hear much about it. So I think uh, that this is spot on. It's the right time to have it come forward. And of course, Marley, how are you, honey? It's been a long time since I've talked to you. It's been such a long time. Hi, how are you? I'm doing very well. I'm so excited that you're still involved in theater. Way to go, honey. Way to go. <laughs> yeah, so tell me what you Oh, of course she is. She's been so good from day one, man. I remember. I remember. So, Marley, tell me what it is like for you playing in this particular piece. What is your who is what is the name of your character? What are they what is she like and just curious. Yeah. I'm playing Cordelia. I'm one of the lesbians from next door. Okay, now. Right? It's so much fun. Um, I'm actually only in the second act. So all of the first act, um, I just sit backstage and I listen to my fellow cast members just bringing the house down every night. And it's great. It's a really fun show. There's no talking. It's full singing. So it's been a big obstacle to just, keep it going and it's a whole different ball game so yeah i can imagine so when you're in just the second <laughs> act you know and and you guys are only doing this from february 11th to february 20th it's not a long run why is that mm -hmm. joe um i don't know i think that maybe marley you could say more than i i can is that the the general uh run of a morris park show or is this one shorter that kind of is the general run. Sometimes we do three weeks, but most of the time it's between two to three weeks. And I okay. think just with COVID, we wanted to keep it a shorter right. run. But right. yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Has it yeah, been I difficult remember to... now, Laura, Laura ahead, said that, that they wanted to, they wanted to do just a, a shorter run because it, because of COVID. Yeah. 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 So, Joe, how has that been going? The COVID protocols for the rehearsals, that sort of thing. Has that been challenging? Um, uh, you know, as challenging as it is to everyone else, it, we um, we we were very lucky. Nobody got sick during the run. We um, uh, wore masks through the whole rehearsal process, um, and um, you know, it. Uh, after we did everything, you know, that we could to keep uh, keep well. Um, kind of just forgot about it. It became sort of de rigueur. Like I think for anybody who's working now, you know, it, you just wear the masks and you do what you need to do and uh, get on with it. So, but we were very lucky and very, I think we were very safe about um, how we handled everything. And, um, and yeah, knocking on wood, we're so, so far so good. So far so good. We're and people are really taking the chances. Yeah. Yeah. Joe wanted to know what you said, honey. What did you say well, again? I, I, oh, I'm sorry. We're also a company of seven. There's only seven actors on stage. Yeah. And yeah. then okay. our pit is three. So it's a very mm. tiny company. Yeah. Okay. So we don't have much time. I just want to say that performances are being held at the Edison High School. Where is that located? It's um, in northeast Minneapolis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so it's, so it's if, over by like Stanley's and... Momo sushi. You can have like a really nice meal before a show. Go get dinner in Northeast and then come see a wonderful show at Edison High School. Do a great time. Some great restaurants over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's on, uh, I think, 22nd, just a couple blocks. Oh, what would that be? Uh, Just a couple blocks off Central. Central. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I'll look it up and let the audience know for sure. Now, if people want tickets, all you have to do is go to morrisparkplayers.org. I'm so sorry we ran out of time. Marley, it's great to hear your voice. And Joe, thanks for joining us as well. Take care, you guys. Thank you so much. Good night. Thank (laughs) you. Tell mom hello. (laughs) We'll be back. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.